So when we look at the vision board and we say, that's not my life, I want that to be my life, then we're in a dissonance with that reality. Welcome to the Big Kid Problems Podcast, based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human being behind Big Kid Problems, Sarah Merrill. Now, I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about entering the adult world, and as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have Big Kid Problems. So each week, we will take a funny yet informative look at a specific Big Kid Problem, break it down with our roundtable panel, then how about an expert to help us solve our problem of the week. From love and relationships, career, money, physical and mental health, bad decisions, and just general life responsibilities, nothing is off limits. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Big Kid Problems Podcast 2020 edition. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill, the writer and creator of the popular account Big Kid Problems, which started as a witty Twitter account, moved to Instagram, blog, and now a podcast. This is our first episode of the brand new year, and I hope you all had a great holiday break and are slowly getting back to reality. I actually had a really lovely and much-needed break these last few weeks, so much so that this episode is a little late. Sorry, guys. I actually meant to get this to you last week, but I was just not ready to be a person yet. And you know what? I'm honoring my truth in 2020. Um, But no, I'm actually glad this episode is coming out when it is. By now, we've had a week or two to get readjusted to reality and are hopefully back in the groove and in a much better place to set our intentions and do some work to bring in the new year on the right foot. So today I am super excited because I have on a very special guest this week, Miss Milana Snow. She is an energy healer who is here to help us flush out that old shitty energy of 2019 and bring in some new, fresh, good vibes into 2020. And that's why I actually love New Year's because it's just an excuse to wipe the slate clean and start from a fresh place. And really, it's nice to have an excuse to start, but you don't actually even need one. So no matter what day it is, maybe you're listening to this episode in the future on like a random Tuesday in April, but the beauty of today's episode is you can use these tools and tactics at any time to change your energy and up-level your life. So that is what we're going to do today. Milana is going to walk us through some tools you can use at home or wherever you are to shift your energy. We'll talk about manifesting. We'll talk about setting intentions and resolutions. And then she'll walk us through a little breathing exercise and mini meditation at the end to really get us in the mood. And if you stick around at the end, I'll also share some of my favorite goal-setting tips to help you get more shit done in 2020. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it, friends. Stick around and we will be right back. We are in the thick of engagement season. And as many of you know, I actually got engaged last year and am in full on stressed out wedding planning mode. For any of my soon-to-be brides out there, do yourself a favor and make your life easier with Zola. If you've never heard of Zola, it's a website that makes wedding planning easier and less stressful with free wedding website design, registry, invites, and a guest list manager all in one place. 
I'm actually using Zola for my registry. They have the highest rated registry of all time. And you can register for gifts, experiences, and get this money funds, which is huge for me because my fiance and I are are pretty much paying for this wedding ourselves. So we kind of want money gifts, but I know a lot of guests don't like giving money gifts because it can feel a little impersonal. So when you have money funds on your registry, you know, your guests know that their gift is actually going towards something like your honeymoon fund or massages for two, or you can have a money fund towards things like a down payment on your house. I mean, it is a win-win for everyone. You also get other benefits like free shipping and returns, free and easy exchanges, price matching, group gifting, and Zola has a whole paper suite so you can order beautiful, affordable invites, thank you cards, etc. And they'll help you collect addresses and track online RSVPs with their free guest list manager. Zola has helped 1 million couples get married so they can help you too. Just sign up at Zola.com slash BKP today to get your free personalized paper sample. Then, okay, you guys, this is huge. You can get 50% off your save the dates with code SAVE50 at checkout. I just did my save the dates and let me tell you, that shit adds up. So take advantage of this offer. Again, just head to Zola.com slash BKP and use that promo code SAVE50 for 50% off. Get on it. All right. Welcome back, everyone, for a specialty Big Kid Problems episode. Happy New Year. I am here with Miss Milana Snow. She is the CEO and founder of Wellness Official. She is an energy healer, which is pretty cool. Um, And I can't think of anyone better to help us bring in 2020. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. Even your voice is just so relaxed. I'm already relaxed. (laughs) Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm, I'm so curious, like, like how somebody becomes an energy healer. Like, were you always Mm. this like Zen goddess or like Mm. what happened? Oh my gosh. I'm so far from Zen. I really wish I was Zen, but I will take the goddess part. Um, no, I have, I have always been a quirky spiritual being since I was very, very young. I always tell people like I was literally doing tarot card readings at eight and reading the Bhagavad Gita and like spiritual books from middle school, elementary school. But the path to becoming an energy healer was just studying over many, many years, like probably over two decades of just really studying spiritually really practicing. I used to hypnotize my friends in elementary school and it used to work and it was like really weird and <laughs> freaky stuff happened. Um, but then eventually I became a Reiki healer in a more formal sense. I went to get Reiki training and that kind of took everything to the next level. Do you think like, so can you can you pick up on people's energy? Is that something that you've always had or is that something that you've kind of like learned to do? Uh, no, I definitely have always had that and I have had to learn to keep it at bay, especially now I have to really make a conscious choice that I'm not going to do that. I remember when I lived in New York, I could literally see people on the train and know exactly where they just came from. I could feel the abuse in their family. I could see like, what they were about to step into or feel if someone was like dying and things like that. And I was then able to even sometimes find out if those inclinations were right. And um, after like a couple of years of that, I was like, okay, I need to really <laughs> rein that in. So now I, I kind of 
will open that door when I make the choice and say, okay, I'll, I'll let myself see this now. Yeah. I yeah. can see that being exhausting. Totally. It can also be really fun and interesting, <laughs> but it can also be very exhausting for sure. And scary sometimes too. Totally. Yeah. Have you ever been on like, did you ever have any dates where you're sitting across the table and you're like, oh my God, this person is the worst. Oh, I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you don't need to be an energy I'll say, healer. Yeah, I think that's like, uh, <laughs> but you know, the one, the one thing I can say, because I have been in this practice in many different forms for so long that it's really hard for people to hide things from me. Like I can literally do a card reading. Like I'll know something is off and I'll do card readings and I'll like do my little magic witchy thing and I will know everything within days. And and that has always been really amazing, but also very hard sometimes to deal with. Oh, so funny. Like, <laughs> you know, can get shit past you. I love that. I need to like learn how to hone Yeah, that I think we all have that power, you know? I think we just need to give ourselves permission to be able to give ourselves like that opportunity to say that we can do that kind of discerning. Ooh. Yeah. Any tips for somebody who maybe wants to try to like dive into that a little bit? Definitely. I think we have to really start to get in touch with ourselves to know to know ourselves enough whether we are being triggered by past things that are you know, not even relevant to what's happening right now, but that are like from fears that have not been healed of past trauma, past experiences. So we have to know ourselves well enough to even know what those things are. And then once we get to that point of like getting to know each ourselves, I think it's actually having tools to be able to access like, okay, I'm having this feeling and I know this feeling is not from past trauma or it feels like something is off. And then having the tools to be able to decipher, okay, what is this thing that's off here? So, you know, I love tarot. I I love journaling. I do a lot of like channel journaling where I literally ask, like, if I have back pain, I'll literally ask my back pain, like, what hmm. do you want to tell me? I've had like, you know, crazy situations where like maybe like I some guy ran into my car a couple weeks ago and I literally like journaled that energy. Like, what is that message for me? So like using literally everything that's in your life as access points for more information, using them as like messengers Mm. instead of our enemies or problems, I think is really the way that we can start to like dig into the nitty gritty. Wait, that's so cool that you mentioned the journaling. So I had, we had a uh, medium on the season Mm. a little bit earlier and she said she does the exact same thing where it's like a channel journaling. Yes. And then I actually tried it. Yes. I'm trying to go. It was kind of crazy, like, honestly, because I was asking, like, specific questions, and then, like, I would be waiting and, like, trying to, like, just write whatever was coming, and then I would get, like, a clear answer, oh. but it was, like, yes. Oh, I love it! And I was, what? It was totally weird. Totally. I mean, I literally will ask my body parts. So, like, if, like, I have some reoccurring pain that will come up in my body. It's usually my left shoulder, which most people have shoulder and neck I, issues. I can't wait to hear this, I... I have this one neck pain that's been shooting for like five days going. Yes. And, and what's so crazy from the energetic perspective of doing energy healing, what I've come to find out is that it's trying to communicate something to you. And it's like, okay, now I have to give you some pain, not because I'm punishing you, but because this will make you notice that something is off. And so you can literally write down like, okay, neck pain or shoulder pain in my right shoulder. I feel that you're trying to communicate something to me. I'm ready to slow down and listen. What is your message to me? And just let it drop down and not judge what comes up and mm. just trust that there's some information there. You will be floored by what comes up. It's amazing. I thought it was just being 30. <laughs> <laughs> there's some of that too, I'm sure. Yeah. 
wait, that's really cool. I'm going to actually try that. Cause yeah. I, it's just, it won't go away. And I'm like, what did I do? Like, yeah. And it's like, not even about being punished or that you do doing something wrong. It's like, Oh, what if this is a messenger that actually is here to help me? That's on my side. It's just trying to communicate something to me. What a nice way to look at things. Mm-hmm. I bet that makes you like a happier person. If you can like look as at difficult or like struggles in a positive way like that. Totally. I, I would say even beyond it making me happier, I feel that it helps me to up-level very fast. Mm. So I, I find that when we can use these tools to turn like our pain, like our actual physical pain, emotional, whatever kind of pain you have and actually turn it into energy that you can use and that's for your good, then you can literally move through challenges that, take people an entire lifetime. You can challenge through, get through those challenges within a day, within a week. I mean, it's crazy how much you can just up level. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, well, God, that sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, really recommend it. It's so easy too, you yeah. know? Well, that's why I'm glad I have you on because I think, you know, especially when it comes like into a new year, I think we all want to up level, right? Like we all, yes. it's a time that we can reflect. We can look back at the last year, see maybe what we liked, what we didn't like. Yes. Um, we have this whole like blank canvas in front of us. Yes. So what do you, I'm so curious, like what you do, you know, w- when you're coming into a new year like this, like where do you start? Do you start like by looking back at the previous mm-hmm. year or like what's your method? That's such a great question. I, I think the first thing that I think is really important is to bring in the new year with a sense of sacredness because I mean, depending on what culture you're coming from, by the way, there's like five or 10 new years for like, (laughs) depending on Chinese new year and, you know, all over the world. But for the Western culture, you know, January one is our new year. And I think it's a really good opportunity to bring some more just like ritual and sacredness to your life, like recognizing how, how special it is that you get to be alive and taking one day out of the year to actually say, oh my God, I'm alive. I have another chance. Because really every day is a new chance. And so I think that's the first thing I would say, like really take time to make it sacred. Because when I was living in New York and I was modeling and I would party, lots of shots, you know, like the best clubs, who was going to go where after this? Did we hang out? Uh, probably. <laughs> I bet you were at the same clubs a couple times as me. (laughs) And that was fun for a certain amount of time. And I think that has its own place. At the same time, I think it's really important to really like take a moment. And so that being said, for me, my greatest intention is to be in the moment. And so I don't really reflect as much anymore or even try to think into the future as much as I'm like, okay, where am I right now? Like what, what is happening? What's coming up? What does my life look like right now? Mm. And then what about that? Can I first be grateful for? And can I like transmute into something that is even more full, even more expansive of what I would like to become Mm. from that perspective? Yeah. How does that like physically look like? Like, are you like sitting down, meditating, thinking of these things? Are you writing these down? Totally. I write things down. I'm a writer. I I like to write too. important. Mm -hmm. And I think writing things down is specifically different than like putting it in your phone or typing it on a computer. There's something about like letting that come out through your hand into like a piece of paper that you can even like crush up and throw away or burn. Um, So I, I definitely like to write down exactly where I'm at, how I'm feeling, what's happening, 
and then start to look at, okay, what about this? Would I like to shift? What about this? Am I not being grateful for? Am I really in a negative place about? And then I start to work that out just by journaling. And one of the things that I use, I really recommend people use for the new year and anytime that they can is scripting. Are you familiar with scripting? Mm -mm. Okay. So I just rededicated myself to doing this. And it's basically telling a different story with intention. So every day, instead of writing about like what's happening and like what's working, not working and what's happening that could be better, it's actually writing down the story as you would like to experience it. And then looking at that story all throughout your day so that you can start to kind of reprogram the way that you're looking at your life. So an example of this would literally be like, let's say you're single and you want to be in a relationship instead of journaling and saying like, I'm single. I really want to be in a relationship in 2020. I want to meet my husband or whatever, my wife. Instead, scripting would be like, I'm so grateful I met my husband. I'm so grateful I'm with my person. And really like looking into the details of that and then reading it multiple times a day Mm. and starting to let that be like the story that you tell. Because as you do that, you'll start to see the things in your life will shift and align with that story. I know it's a little woo-woo, but that shit works. (laughs) I actually like that. And I'm like into that kind of stuff. I've never, I've never done the scripting. It really, really works. It's like basically like, just telling the story at its highest vision. And then when people start to ask you things like, so are you still single? Like whatever happened to that guy? Instead of speaking from the place of I don't have or what the old stories are, you actually speak to that new script. So you might say something like, I mean, things are really going in a great direction. Even though you might be completely single with no (laughs) options on the table, you start to live in that script and then you'll see things will start to reflect that reality. Okay, that's really cool. Especially because... I mean, we've talked a lot about manifesting um, throughout this season, but I think it can sometimes be hard. And especially like, I like the idea of being able to like put it down on paper and you can just totally reread it and having to just try and like get that vision because sometimes it can be hard. Like I totally. always try and tell myself like, there's a million dollars in your bank. And totally. then totally, it's, it's a little bit harder to like actually feel that. Totally. And I will tell you guys, be careful with your scripting <laughs> Ooh. because I, you know, it's very similar to a vision board, but it even gets more detailed. And I've done a lot of manifesting with vision boards and with scripting and like imagining the way that you were just describing. And I've seen crazy manifestation. And then I'm like, oh my God, I forgot to leave in the part where he is faithful <laughs> or I forgot to leave in the part where like, you know, my job is where I live. You know, (laughs) so really get detailed and really clear by journaling. You can really like start to work it out and keep improving and editing that story so that it's more clear as a vision. That's awesome. Um, You mentioned vision boards, which is something like I personally do every year. Mm -hmm. Like for New Year's, like I actually get like my girlfriends together. We do a vision board party. What do you you like them? Do you not like them? Like, oh my gosh, are... I love them. Yeah. Okay. I think they're amazing. I actually haven't really used a vision board in a while. Like I have one from my old house that I haven't pulled out yet. So you're you're making me think this is something I could do for my 2020 ritual. Yeah. I like that. But I have to say, I have used um, apps in the past as a, as a vision board. And I do use Pinterest as like my digital version. Mm. And um, I have manifested houses, jobs, trips, crazy, crazy opportunities from vision boards. So I absolutely stand by that. Okay. Can I be real with you for one second? Please. 
So I, I'm just thinking of my night, my 2019 vision board. Like yeah. I hung that shit next to my bed. Yeah. I looked at it every day okay. and like that shit did not come true. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing wrong? Oh my God. I'm so glad you were so real. <laughs> okay. I'm so glad you asked this because first of all, you're not doing anything wrong. I want to first like just have you remember that because Things always come in divine timing. And that's something that is a really important mantra that I think we could all use for this year. But secondly, something to know about the vision boards and the scripting is that we must write it from a place of being instead of wanting. Mm -hmm. So when we look at the vision board and we say, that's not my life, I want that to be my life, then we're in a dissonance with that reality. Because I live in this theory that like we have infinite dimensions of experience and there's one dimension where you're married there's one dimension where you're widow there's one dimension where you're a lesbian there's whatever there's like infinite dimensions of experience and the more that you start to vibrate with those different dimensions you start to actually experience what that path contains does that make sense yeah so When we look at a vision board and we're longing and we're like, I want that. Why is that not here? And maybe that's not what your conscious thought was, Mm -hmm. but even just a slight thought of, I don't have that house, but I want that house is dissonance. So we, when we do the scripting, we put ourselves in a position of, I have this and I'm so grateful. And then it helps us to put in the energy and the feeling of that being real. And that's when manifestation happens. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So I think it, maybe it's taking a little bit more time. Like I'm just, you know, like, and being more conscious about when I'm looking at this vision board. Cause I think you're right. I think I am honestly like, oh, that tropical vacation didn't happen. Totally. And just checking like, in what way am I relating to this image that I have put in front of me? Like, am I relating to this as it's out of reach and it will come someday? Because the someday will always be someday. Mm. Or am I saying like, this is happening? Because, you know, I even do this little trick with myself. I I like to like start to lean into the feeling of something coming. So I'll literally start to make this thing up and we can do this even right now. I'll be like, ooh, a really big check is coming. And then I'll just start to say that to myself, like, ooh, really big check. I can feel feel this check coming. And even as I'm saying that, I can kind of feel my hairs get a little, do you yeah, kind of feel I get that? a little bit. Yeah. And then I just start, mm, I feel, and then I start to look for signs for that check coming. And I'm like, this is happening. And then no joke, Sarah, within literally days or weeks, it comes, but I have to consciously tune that and say, okay, I'm going to start allowing myself to feel that. Cause that is a reality mm-hmm. that is happening. So can I just use my consciousness to tune myself and say, ooh, okay, I feel it. And then I just call it in and I call it in and then I start to feel it. I actually really like that technique. Like even you just explaining that. Because I think sometimes it can be hard when people say to feel like it's already there. But you can be excited. Like I even, like you saying that, I'm like, oh, I can, I I know what that excitement feels like. Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's interesting. And I think when we look at our vision boards, we can start if we feel far away from it. So if we don't feel at the point where we're like, yeah, that house is my house, you know, or that trip, I'm on it next week, <laughs> whatever. If you don't feel the nowness of it, then you can at least start to say, I can feel it being drawn to me. I can feel it coming closer. And then it's almost like you're 
connecting the dots. Yeah. You know? That's so cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. Everybody can try that. I love it. It is officially cozy season, and there is honestly nothing better than changing into those jammies, wrapping yourself up in a big blanket, and sipping on a warm, delicious cup of Four Sigmatic. Right now, I am big into the hot cocoa with reishi mushrooms. It has become part of my nightly routine. It's like the grown-up version of hot chocolate. First off, it has way less sugar than your typical hot cocoa, and it has this little cinnamon in it that gives it this like flavorful kick. But but most importantly, it is made with reishi mushrooms that have been known to enhance the immune system, reduce stress, improve sleep, and lessen fatigue. All of Four Sigmatic beverages are made from functional mushrooms that have all kinds of health benefits and all boost immunity, which is especially important this time of year. Ain't nobody got time to get sick. You can choose between their delicious teas, coffees, hot chocolates, and elixirs, all of them mix with hot water, so they are super easy to make and can come with you if you're traveling this season. I literally keep mushroom coffee with lion's mane in my bag at all times, just in case of emergencies. If you want to try Four Sigmatic, I have a special offer just for our big kid listeners. Just go to foursigmatic.com slash big kid or use discount code big kid at checkout for 15% off your order. That's foursigmatic.com slash big kid or use discount code big kid at checkout. Okay, so we talked about vision boards. And I also, I kind of wanted to ask you about like resolutions because mm-hmm. obviously this is a big time to set New Year's resolutions and they, they, they kind of go hand in hand. Definitely. Um, do you set like super specific resolutions or like what, what's your thought with that? So I'm really, um, I'm not specific anymore about like, I'm going to have this done by this time and this done by this time. Because what I've actually found is that sometimes that is not even what I really wanted. Hmm. So I will end up getting to an end of something that I'm like, wait, I'm here and I'm, I'm not wanting that. And so I know this sounds so woo woo in LA, (laughs) (laughs) but as someone who's done a lot of the goals and then like, oh my God, I manifested this goal many, many, many times. I really have to say now I'm all about, I want to feel a certain way. Like that to me is more important than anything else because I know that. So for example, an intention for me is to feel most of the time, like I'm so freaking excited to wake up in the morning. That is like, that's what I want to feel. Because if I am so excited to wake up in the morning, then my job must be amazing and money must be flowing in abundance and the things I get to do, the people I get to be around must be so great that I'm waking up with that feeling. So my biggest thing is to be, okay, how do I want to feel and what would that look like in my life? And that's the intention. That's, that's where I, I can even look at like, what are my tactics to get to that? Like, what is that needs to be changed or shifted so that I wake up and I'm so excited to get up in the morning. So that I would like to offer that as a shift instead of the really specific, like I'm going to buy a house this year. Yeah. Cause you could buy a house and then you're like, dude, I'm in over my head. I'm paying a mortgage that I can't afford. And, but I checked off my 2020 list. Right. You know? Yeah. So instead of that, like if someone's like, oh, I really want to buy a house in 2020, 
I would encourage you to think about setting a goal, something like by the end of 2020, I want to feel like I'm at home, like I'm safe, that all of my family and I have a place to gather where we're joyous, where we're abundant and we have great food. Hmm. And that's the way we can kind of set ourselves up in a better way, I think. Yeah. I think that's interesting too. Because I mean, when it comes to resolutions, like a lot of people set these resolutions and then don't achieve them or it becomes unrealistic at a certain point and then you get discouraged. And I think there's some statistic that it's like people with resolutions that like last for like six weeks or less. Totally. Totally. (laughs) Half half the resolutions that we set out to do are done by February. (laughs) That's wild. And then then we feel self-defeated by February. By Valentine's Day, we're like, shit, I already messed up. You know? I kind of want to ask you, just because I feel like this is the one that comes up over and over and over again when people talk about resolutions. Like when people talk about like, losing weight and mm. stuff like that. Where, yeah. where, where, what kind of mental like witchery do you have around that? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked this. Oh my God. I don't get to share this one very often. Ooh. Oh, this is good. So, you know, I used to model in New York and for anybody that doesn't know, I don't know if you knew this, I was the winner of Project Runway as one of the models on season eight. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my God, congrats. Thank you. And I did a lot of commercials, a lot of TV. I didn't do that much fashion, but I did a lot of, things I had to be a certain size for, unfortunately. And I remember those days where I had to literally be measured every single day. And I have a little story for you. So I'd have to go into my agency every day and they would literally measure my waist, my hips, and my thighs every day, which is not healthy and not okay. And I don't think they would do that anymore. (laughs) And I remember no matter what I did, my thighs just would not get smaller. And I don't think this is healthy or makes any sense, but I think this is a really good like metaphor for how we can change our mindset and what we can do to actually change our bodies. And so one day my friend said to me, you know, if you're having a really hard time getting to this weight, which seems impossible. And she's like, frankly, I think it's all insane. But if you're having a hard time, why don't you try to use your mind to shift your body? She goes, what if when you eat, you watch the food instead of you seeing it like make your butt bigger or your stomach fatter? Why don't you see it making your hair longer or your nails more healthy or your eyelashes longer? And she gave me that. And so I started doing that. I did that for one week along with this other practice. I would stare at my pinky and I'd be like, wow, look how thin and healthy my pinky is. Look how, look how slim and athletic it is. No joke. <laughs> and no kidding. After one week, I would go in and I'd get my thighs measured and they'd be like, what have you done? Your thighs are an inch smaller. So I don't recommend losing weight like this. I don't recommend it being about weight loss. What I am trying to say about this, because I am nowhere near being concerned about what my thighs are anymore. But what I did learn from that experience is that it's all in my mind. And what I've learned with a lot of my energy healing clients is a lot of times we put on weight because we're trying to protect ourselves because we are literally carrying the weight of our family, Mm. because we're carrying the weight of our burdens, our fears, our worries, and concerns. Sometimes actually I even find that people, especially girls, have had sexual trauma. And so they have a lot of weight in their lower bellies because it was a way to protect them as a child or as an adult. So these are real things that we're all dealing with. And I really want to like not trivialize this because it's really some real shit when we're talking about carrying weight. It's not just like, oh, my skinny is so my pinky is so skinny. But what I am trying to frame here is that all of this is in our mind and all of this is energy. 
So when we start to recognize that our weight equals more than food, it's not the food you're eating. It's something that you are holding on to. And if you're not eating and you are like, man, I can't gain weight. There's something wrong with it. Then there's something that you're not able to let go of and or you're not willing to accept. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> I could go into that really deep, but I think I should stop there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've got a wedding this year, so I'm going to be looking at my yeah. pinky quite a bit. Yes. Envisioning <laughs> the long hair totally. and long eyelashes. That is kind of interesting. As you were saying that, though, I'm thinking, I'm like, how many times have I, like, it's just like an a, a unconscious thing, but I'll be eating a food that I love. Like I'll be eating like totally. a piece of pizza, totally. but in my brain, I'm like, oh, I just see this in my stomach. Like 100%. I can see it. And then it freaking goes there. And you literally are placing it. You're literally telling your body where to place that energy. So I, I'm not even joking. I like to do this for fun sometimes. I mean, I even tried this thing where I was like, can I make my boobs bigger? And I actually did. <laughs> I was like, what if I just have it go to my boobs and literally like have fun with it? Like, Ooh, what if I just want to make my nails longer and see just what's so fun about this way of manifesting and doing it when, you know, we're obviously being aware of like where our trauma is and where our pain is, but like also having fun, Mm -hmm. like doing these things, like experiment with the universe and see how powerful you are. So it's like, why not just see how long you can make your hair? Yeah. <laughs> I want to extend that challenge to anybody listening. I want you to try it for a week and let us know. If totally. You like, if you DM you can... me, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> Show us those double Ds. <laughs> I hope they don't just crop I haven't told out. anybody that before. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, I'm getting like some, your good uh, shit. <laughs> um, okay, I love it. Um, we talked about New Year's resolutions. Now I feel like because I have you and you're you, you we're, you're here, you're you're teaching us how to like you know you work with energy. I want you to help us like set our energy in the right motion for mm-hmm. 2020. Mm-hmm. So if there's anything you can give us, like I don't I don't know what it is, but anything you want to do to like help us channel our energy in a positive way in 2020. Totally. Should we do a little meditation? Oh, girl. <laughs> yes. So I would say anybody who's listening, go ahead and just make sure that your feet are uncrossed or your legs are uncrossed and put your feet flat on the ground. I'm doing this with you guys right now. And um, I guess I should just do a quick pause. If you guys are driving, if you're doing things, you're listening to this at work, maybe just hit pause here. Come back whenever you're ready. I love that. Yes. Thank you. We definitely do not want you to do this while you're on the highway. (laughs) Yeah. So given that, we trust that you have pulled over and or you are doing this when you're safe and sound to close your eyes, go ahead and close your eyes and see if you can just put your palms facing down on your thighs. And if you have the space to lay down, you can do that as well. And the first thing I'd like to do and just offer the invitation to you is to take a moment to check in with where you are. So I know that sounds so trivial and easy to guess, but like, just take a moment to recognize, okay, I'm sitting, I'm laying, I'm in my house, I'm at work. Giving yourself this safety that you can close your eyes because you've acknowledged that you are in a safe space and that you know where you are, that you're in a container where you can go deeper into yourself. One of the ways that I like to practice being more present, and I think this is our greatest gift, they say my presence is a gift, 
and we can really use that for 2020, is by using our sensory system. So while I'm speaking, see if you can let yourself really listen to my words. See if you can practice the practice of listening deeply, listening to my accent, the way that I speak, my tone, my pace. And while I speak, just notice that there are other sounds in the background in this now moment. The reason why I'm having you use your sense of hearing is because your senses bring you into the now because you can't taste the future. You can't smell the past. When someone calls your name, the only way that you can hear it is if you're present. So right now, just listening to my words, the birds in the background, the cars on the street, the people walking around is how you can become more present. So just listen. And instead of pushing anything away, like maybe someone honking or someone talking, instead, invite that in. Because what this does is it brings you deeper into the moment because you recognize that this moment is only sounding like this in this moment. It will never be like this again. So when you tune into that, see if you can tune into what's sacred about that. Sacred about the fact that you are safe, that you're able to do this right now with your own free will, and that no matter what's happening in your life, you're just listening right now. That's it. That's all that's happening right now. And see if you can also start to check in with your breath. So if you're laying down, this is really helpful. This is a breathwork practice that I use. But if you're sitting up, you can do it this way as well. So go ahead and start to breathe in through your mouth and see if you can breathe into your lower belly so that your belly balloons out. And see if you can then take a second breath into the heart and then exhale it out. So try that breath and play that on repeat. Into the lower belly, into the heart, exhaling it out. Keep doing that. And notice how it feels when you do that and see if you can come back to listening to my voice again. See if you can really just listen deeply as you breathe into the lower belly so the belly balloons out, into the heart, exhaling out all through the mouth. Beautiful. Now notice what you feel as you do that. Do you feel more relaxed? Do you feel more anxious? Maybe you just notice how hot it is in the room or how cold. Whatever it is, notice. Breathing into the lower belly, into the heart, exhaling out. And notice right now how you're more present than you were just moments ago. That you start to actually feel the way that the air feels in your lungs. And how things start to come up when you drop down. The next and last thing I would like you to do is to notice your thoughts. So while you continue to breathe, notice how your thoughts are playing out, just like the sounds in the room. So just like you listen to my voice or the cars driving by, see if you can listen to your thoughts. So instead of what you might imagine meditation usually is or how maybe you usually practice, I'm inviting you to bring all of your attention to the fact that your mind is breaking this moment down. And instead of being in that, 
I'm asking you to zoom above that and watch it. Because we're not our thoughts. We're the one that watches and observes our thoughts. So just see if you can come back to that still breathing into the lower belly, into the heart, exhaling out. Into the lower belly, into the heart, exhaling out. What am I thinking right now? Into the lower belly, into the heart, exhaling out. Now coming back into the sounds of the room. You can start to move your fingers and your toes. When you're ready, you can open your eyes. This is my breathwork practice. I do this for 35 minutes every day. And I recommend this because if you do this, even just for the amount of time that we just did this, your life is going to change because you're going to notice how your thoughts are on a loop. And they keep saying the same thing over and over again. And when you rise above them, you start to notice how it's playing out drama all the time then that's not actually you. And then you can make a different choice. Mm. So that's what I wanted to offer to you guys. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Juana. This was awesome. Thank you. Oh my gosh. For anybody listening, if we want to find more of you, where do we find you? Yes, please uh, find me on Instagram at Milana Snow. That's M-I-L-L-A-N-A-S-N-O-W. And please also check out wellnessofficial.co. We have thousands of practitioners all over the world from holistic doctors to Reiki healers and yoga teachers. So if you need help with any of these things, I recommend bring a professional into your life and you can do it on wellnessofficial.co. That's a a good resolution to have. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. And guys, happy, happy new year. Happy new year. All right. So that is a wrap on our first episode of 2020 and actually our final episode of season two. That's right. I'm sorry to fake you out after just being off the air for three weeks, but I will be back off the air as I prep our next season for you guys. But before I go, I just wanted to add my two cents onto this episode and give you guys a couple things that I do personally going into the new year in case it helps anybody else. Because despite my persona on Big Kid Problems, which is a lazy piece of shit, in real life, I'm actually a big-time goal setter. And actually, I can still be a big, lazy piece of shit. But when I take the time to really set up good goals in the beginning of the year, I get that shit done. So... First things first, I always start the new year with a gratitude list from the previous year. I basically write my highlights down of 2019, and it doesn't have to be crazy. Like You can do your top five things um, and still feel the benefits of this. A good way to jog your memory too, if you can't really think of anything, is just look through your Instagram. You know you only posted the highlights anyway, so scroll through, pick your top five favorite moments, and write that shit down. I do all of these in a notebook and I go back to them year after year, which is also just nice to go back and read through. So when you write down your five or more highlights from 2019, really go through and feel the feelings of being back in each moment. Maybe it was a trip you took with a friend, maybe playing with your niece for the first time and hearing their little laugh. Really go back to those specific moments and feel what it's like to re-experience it. Feel grateful for those beautiful moments in life because the first step to attracting new good things in your life is to acknowledge the good things you already have going on. Now, when we get to goal setting for 2020, I love what Milana said about focusing on 
feelings instead of things. That is honestly something I have not tried before. But the more books I read or interviews I do about manifesting, that seems to be a common thread. So I'm definitely doing that for 2020. But I also like to set a few hard, tangible goals every year. Because I just know myself, I am a disorganized person and I need a little bit of structure and a good kick in the ass if I ever want to get anything done. So for anyone else who needs that structure, what I like to do is pick three to four goals every year and write them down. Since we're entering a new decade, I actually went back and looked at my old goals from the beginning of the decade as an example. And my goals one year were move to New York, get an apartment, and find a job. And as the kid in college writing those goals at the time... This seemed like an insanely tall order. I mean, each one of those I knew were going to be very hard to achieve and it would be very easy for me to get overwhelmed or be so paralyzed by the fact that I didn't know how to achieve those goals that I wouldn't even start. So that moves me to my next step of goal setting, which is super important. And that is breaking down your goals into actionable size chunks. So for that first goal, moving to New York, I didn't know how I was going to do that. But I knew there were some things I could start to do, like call up my friend's older sister who lived there and talk to her. That was one thing. Or start a savings account or do a Google search to see if I could find a blog or some other initial research that would give me some ideas. So once I had my initial steps, that led me to the next step of the process, which is to give yourself due dates so that you are constantly moving the needle forward. So in that first step where I called my friend's sister, she told me that she joined a Facebook group for her sorority members that lived in New York and that it gave her a ton of leads. So I added doing that to my to-do list for the next week and so on and so forth. I mean, like that really is the key. It's not about figuring out how to do everything at once. It's figuring out just the next step and then the step after that and making sure they stay a priority on your to-do list. That's why I keep my three to four goals somewhere where I can see them. And I make damn sure that they are reflected on my like weekly to-do list. So even if it's something so small, a tiny step is still a tiny step forward. And I know now after doing this year after year that if you don't look at your goals regularly or take steps weekly or even monthly, it's just not going to happen. So there. That is my super fast crash course on goal setting. You got to pick your goals write them down, break them into little actionable items, and keep that momentum forward with a daily or weekly to-do list. Actually, I added a step this year because I took a little page from Milana and I scripted the end of my year. Basically, after writing my three to four goals, I just wrote a page about what the end of my year looks like after I achieved those goals that I set what it looked like, how I felt after achieving them, and so on. You heard us when we talked about scripting. I just practiced that this year, and it actually felt amazing. And I love the mix of using you know, some spiritual practices with tactical tools, and I just hope that you guys can take some of this away with you and apply it however you'd like to your new year. So that being said... Thank you so much for tuning into the Big Good Problems podcast. I hope you loved this second season as much as I did making it. And I have some really good episodes coming up for you in season three. So get excited for more. In the meantime, if you have any topics you want covered, please hit me up, shoot me a DM. I'm Big Kid Problems on social media, or you can follow my personal at Sarah A. Merrill underscore and hit me up there. I love to hear how your goals are going, if this was helpful, or if you have any feedback for me. If you love this show, please, please leave a nice little review. 
A sentence or two really does make a huge difference and helps this little show get noticed. And it'll be especially helpful now that we're going off the air for a few weeks. So keep the reviews coming. Uh, If you have friends or family who you think would like this show, send them a link, post it to your Instagram story. It really does help spread the word. And also, I just really appreciate it. It keeps me going. So thank you. And I know there are a ton of ways that you can spend your time and literally thousands of podcasts out there. So just know that I sincerely appreciate you spending your time with me, especially over the last few months for season two. So thank you so much. And I will see you back for season three.